Mina Kazari holding by Mamma Rasheni, son of both. And he's going to make a big chid, big tell us a big chidish to Kazari. So let's see what he says and let's try and explain it. And he says, Amar Achaber, Bechacham says, Umat Taimah Bechacham Shlema. Again, we're discussing the Chachma of Ta'i Yisrael, there wasn't just in the Torah, it was in every field. So he says, now obviously the best example of the Chacham that we had was Shlema Melech. And uh, like the Pasuk tells us, that Shlema's wisdom extended to all fields of knowledge. Whether it was the language of the animals, whether it was understanding of, of botany, of where to plant plants, with understanding astronomy, or whether it was understanding the other contents of how to build architecture or engineering. The Pasuk tells us all the different fields of Shlema's Chachma. He spoke about all the forms of wisdom. It was a mixture, Shlema's wisdom of which means Recha Kodesh, as well as the intelligence that Hashem gave him. We know that Hashem made him incredibly wise, and uh, therefore he had, like, was given an extra measure of Chachma. And it was appreciated even by the people of the time. And it brings the passage, from around the world, people used to come to Shlema, to transfer, to learn from his Chachmah, to be able to tra- relay it to other nations. It says, the Apostle says, and all the kings of the world came to Shlemoy. talks about the Mahath for example, that she came to learn from Shlemoy's wisdom. And from, from there, the wisdom spread from Shlemoy to the other nations, as far as India. It seems like from a number of places in Tanakh that there were the distance that people could travel, so to speak, from Israel, was to India. We talk about the Malchus of, which is Malik Bekip, was until Hoidu. We talk about the people came from Hoidu to Shlemot. Can you read it? was as, as far as people had explored at the time. And therefore there was an the interaction um, still from Eretz Israel until Hoidu. Can we address one time why this is not? We're going to talk about the Chachma of Shlemot. So the Pasuk says, Vayavog mikol amin nishmoy es Chachma Shlemot me'es komachi oretz. V'terev Chachma Shlemot mi'chachma skopin ikedev. Shlema's wisdom was more, it was the path, all the Chachm of all the kings of antiquity, and Shkayach and Kol Chachmus Misraim. And it says in the Pasuk Dibrayam, Vachol Mayachol Oret Mivakshim is Pene Shlema, Lishmois Chachmasa. From around the world, people came to Shlema to hear his Chachm. Now, why did Shlema spend the time um, sharing Chachm with all the guys who came? So we see in the case of Malchus Shva that the result of being exposed to some of the Chachma of Shlema caused the Kiddush Hashem. She says that uh, Malcha Shva, who was not a Jewish queen, wherever she came from, and she was impressed by the vast knowledge of Shlema and his understanding and how he had built, so to speak, the, the entire uh, monarchy. He talks about his Misharsim and his servants and the whole setup of the palace. And she came from that in appreciation of the, so to speak, the Chachma of Kali Yisrael and the manner, being as it was all given to him from Hashem, she came to the appreciation of the Chachma somewhat. And we're able to see a bit of the Chachma of Hashem. So it seems that Shlem has understood in his position as a king which, who was universally respected, and all other kings came to learn from, was in order to create the Kiddush Hashem with the knowledge that Hashem had given him. But the point is that that was the Sherish, that was the starting point of Chachma. 
And therefore, v'chol ha-chokhmus word koshoshem k'leim me'itonu. All the chokhmus really, they, they started from here. They started from Klai Yisrael. Uh, what, what was relayed to other nations, what was transmitted to other languages or to other places, the Atom found it cherish in the chokhmus of Shlema Melech or in the chokhmus that Klai Yisrael had. Now he's going to say, and he says, even what Shlema Melech himself didn't impart to the game, but it says, when the custom, which means Babel, destroyed the best Fezbes and Mikdash, so then they were able to, so to speak, find whatever writings there were, or the Chachomim that there were at the time, who they then learned from. And therefore, what was originally the Chachom of Kai Yisrael was found its way into the hands of the custom. The Achagach of Paras Madai, once again, the Paras Madai uh, conquered and they then became the world empire. So then they took over, they took charge of all that repository of wisdom as well. Each world empire in its time took over the intellectual property of whichever one came before them. And this is not an unusual thing. We see that in the world today as well. And that is, besides for a physical conquest of territory or power or whatever wealth a country has, a big part of what the victor takes is the knowledge of the, of the other country. Just as an example. Uh, so it's recent to us, the many documented cases of after the Second World War, that whatever fields of science the Germans had been, uh, had excelled in or had made explanations in, so whoever the scientists, whoever the you know, discoverers were, they, they were taken to whichever country conquered Germany and then were forced to work for that country. So those who found themselves in the American sector of Germany were transferred to America to work for the American government. Those who land up in the Russian sector were taken to Russia. In other words, the Chachma of a country is Ba'atim also something which is conquered when the country is conquered. Whether it's the Chachamim, whether it's the writings that they have, whether it's the wisdom that the, the, the people can then be forced to share. And the Khazari is saying the same thing happened at the time of the Khurban, that what was originally uh, a Chachma, which was, so to speak, which the Bnei Yerushalayim, the still had, but Lema'atim were written to Godless, that Chachma was taken from us. And uh, that's how it got disseminated through the world. And went from goddess to goddess. Just like we find that Talmai Amelech, in the time of the Malchus of Greece, forced the Chachamim to translate the Torah. Right? So then it, it gave them access to the Chachamim of the Torah. Same thing by other Chachamim which Klai Yisrael had had, so they had, uh, they had uh, taken from us. Now, if you're going to look at the way exactly do we see this, for example, by Babel, so we see by Nebuchadnezzar's uh, instruction to take people from the base of Melech, right, to take uh, youths from the king's palace, who were Yudayim Kol Chachma, who knew all the kinds of wisdom, to come and serve him. Daniel, Hanani Mishal of Azari, landed up in the Nebuchadnezzar's palace because they were part of the captives of the Bnei Melucha, which means of the princes, so to speak, of Yehuda, who Nebuchadnezzar wanted not necessarily to do menial labor, he had enough people for that, but they were the Chachamim who could then instruct his court. So we just see there already this idea that the victor takes also the intellectual property, so to speak, of the, or the wisdom of the country they conquered. Now he says, therefore, the Chachma will trace its way back to Klai Yisrael. Now, like I said, that's a very bold statement. And, uh, right, we'll explain that. And then before that he says, so why, is, why does no one, so to speak, attribute it to us? He says, Chazman. Through the course of the length of time, the Rabbi Matsui, in the amount of time that was transmitted or transferred, and this was Chachmus Shemhuat Kumina Ibrim. 
therefore it's not brought that these Chachmas already found their Shoresh, their source with Ashkenazi Israel. They were the most recent, uh, so to speak, ones who who recorded this, all these kinds of Chachmas, and therefore the later nations always attributed to them. And we're, in reality, says the Kazari, it didn't start from them. They themselves only got it from us. Now, that's, uh, like I said, a very bold statement to make. Why does it have to be like that? Why can't people who are intelligent and have and going to do their own experimenting or their own uh, let's say research going to come up with Chachma now? Why do you have to say the Chachma all comes from Klaishra? So before we explain the logic of it, I just want to give one or two examples of this. Absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. But uh, it just proves this point. The first example I, I'm going to bring you is something I heard from a certain Kirov personality here in Israel. His name is Rav Zamir Cohen. Um, he apparently researched it. So I'm just telling you what I heard him say. And that is, if you talk today um, in the world of medicine, who's normally called the father of modern medicine is the French doctor, Dr. Louis Pasteur. Dr. Louis Pasteur was the one who came up with the idea of originally pasteurization. But really, that understanding of vaccination also started from him. He was the first one to understand that if that the body can develop antibodies against a certain uh, germ or against a certain disease, and if it's already gotten that uh, that original dose, which has been able to overcome, so then no matter if it's exposed to a more severe form of the same illness, being as there already are a store of antibodies in the body, it'll be able to combat it. Which is basically the logic of the Londres, if you want to call it that, behind the idea of vaccination. That you, you, you give the body a way to develop antibodies against something, and then it's, it can protect itself in the future. Now, this was a breakthrough in medicine of the time. But it was also what led uh, to the ability to combat all the most dreaded and fatal diseases that there were, whether it was the bubonic plague, whether it was scarlet fever, typhus, uh, polio, tetanus, diphtheria, we can just give loads of examples, smallpox, but all the things which killed thousands and thousands of people, if not more than that, and they had no cures. So the, uh, the discovery of vaccination, BETSAM, uh, eradicated or nearly eradicated most of these things from the world. Where do you get it from? Where do you get it from? Where do you get the idea of vaccination from? So what I heard from Rav Zemir Cohen, um, who apparently researched it, is that Dr. Pasteur lived in Paris, as we know. His next-door neighbor was a printer. And this next-door neighbor who was a printer had the great idea of printing the Talmud in French. Even before the article came with Schottenstein, the idea of translating the Talmud was a few hundred years before that. And this particular printer wanted to translate the Talmud into French. The name of the printer, I don't remember. But uh, anyway, but uh, they were, it, it, didn't, it wasn't too successful a project. Can you read the Yidna wanted in the Talmud in the original, and the French weren't particularly interested in it. So he only got as far as Masechus Brachas. It was the only volume he actually published of the Talmud in French. But he presented a volume of his published Talmud in French to his neighbor, Dr. Pasteur. And Dr. Pasteur came across the Gemara there, and as a doctor, this interested him. And the Gemara says that if a person is suspected to have suffered from rabies, in other words, he was bitten by a dog, which, is, which was, had a rabid dog, then the way to cure him is if you can straight away, as soon as he's bitten, kill the dog 
and feed the person the chatzara covid, which means the liver of the diseased dog, then you'll survive. But you have to drive right away, the Gemara says. If you don't, if you don't drive right away, then the person's going to die. So obviously the doctor this intrigued him. Why would killing the dog and feeding the liver to the victim help the person survive? And this led him to understand that the idea is, is that if the person gets to eat, so to say something which is then uh, digested, going to be, the, the effect of it is going to be less severe than if it comes through the bloodstream. And therefore, by exposing a person to the very rabies that he's been given, right, so then there's a way to minimize the effect that's going to happen afterwards. And this is what led him to the idea, that the, what opened his eyes to the idea that the way to combat illness is with illness. The way to, over, to train the body to overcome an illness is by giving it the illness itself, which is basically the, the, the theory of, of vaccination. Anyway, like we said, so just one example of how even what's different, what's called modern medicine and really changed the concept of how to cure illness, really found the Shorish in the Talmud. It's a Shorish maybe which most people have learned the Gemara, not understood the Gemara, definitely not try to apply the Gemara to Mason. But if you're asking where did the Shorish of that Chochma come from, where do we see that there's a, like, that something which was developed late in the world really had its origin in the Talmud. As one example. Another example. We talk about the father of modern medicine. If you talk about who's called the father of modern science, that most people are going to point to the, the British scientist, Isaac Newton. Now, once again, I'm telling you, it's not my, my uh, research, I'm just quoting once again the re- people who researched this. As is known, Dr. Newton was really the professor of science or physics, whatever fields there were, in, I think it was Cambridge, one of the famous British universities. And obviously, even, even in his time, he was respected as a world authority in science. He wrote profusely. He wrote a fortune on his various uh, like, th- theories in science. After he died, unless you can check out yourself, none of the writings of certain music Newton were published. Can you know his his children or his whoever were his, his heirs were refused to share his scientific writings. So a few hundred years, I think as far as I remember he lived in the 1600s if I'm not mistaken, about then. It's, it's about at least 300 years since uh, the time of Isaac Newton. And uh, the time we don't find any of these published writings until the beginning of the, a few hundred, a few, maybe 50 years ago, 60, I don't know exactly when it was. Quite recently when whoever was then holding the writings agreed to reveal them to the public. And then it became quite clear why until then no one had wanted to share his writings. Because what Isaac Newton writes pretty much is that he understands that the concept of science is all centered in the Mishkan. <laughs> and if he would understand better the principles of the Mishkan, he would understand science. And in his writings as a scientist, he takes apart the size of the Krashim and the shape of the Krashim and the height of the Krashim and how they stood to each other, and how they held by each other, and how big the brichim were. And he was working, like, trying to understand, in any way he could, like the construction of the Mishkan to try and work out scientific principles from it. And he, obviously he didn't have the Hebrew theory, he had the English translation, but his writings are all based on trying to understand principles for, of how science is meant to work from what he saw in the Mishkan. And I don't know how many Maskanas he came to, and how many things he left maybe unresolved, but it was quite clear that that, that was his, so to speak, his starting point, which was trying to develop from. Which is why, obviously, at the time, when it was a very anti-Jewish and definitely anti-Torah society, 
No one wanted to tarnish his reputation at the time, so to speak, by sharing his writings, but more recently they're available. And uh, once again, you can see that uh, the source of the Chachm that he was coming from was the Torah. So this is two examples. This is two examples of the, the fact that what the Kazari is telling us here is that I mean, we find this in actuality, that <coughs> even if the Torah isn't credited with the various breakthroughs of science or its discoveries, but Lemaise, it, it, it's cherished. If you go look back far enough, this is the way it started from. Oh, so what does the Chachm go in time? So even though the, it's interesting, that this isn't something that Rabbi Ralevi addresses in the Kazari, but Kinyarad and Yisrael, that is, is that Goim can work with Chachma. It doesn't mean that they can't understand it or develop it, even if they got the show from us, as opposed to Torah. We're not going to say that even if Goim trying to learn Torah from us, they're not going to be a source of Torah. Right? Like we saw already, the Gemara says that the Roman Empire sent Sardiotus to learn Torah. And they sent soldiers, or uh, officers, whoever it was, like the Gemara says of and they came to, to learn the Torah, which is another example we said before. A victorious army is going to try and take the intellectual property of its uh, of whoever they want. And therefore, when Rome overcame Israel, they wanted the Chachmim Satara too. So they sent uh, uh, military officers to the Chachamim to force them to teach Torah. And the Gemara says, overcome, you can look it up in the Flamin Zion, the Amichest. The Gemara says that they did. And uh, they had no choice. So the Chachamim taught them Torah. And they finished, uh, I don't know what the Torah they taught them was, wherever it was, it says they taught them. They came out with a certain amount of Torah knowledge which they had taken from the Chachamim. That's where the story in the Bible ends. The Yishani carries on the story that by the time they left the borders of Israel, they would already forgotten everything. So Kenirah, the Minashimayim, they're not meant to know Torah. But the idea was also there. The idea was whether it was Ptolemy, Ptolemy, who tried to force the Chachamim to translate the Torah into Greek, or the Romans who forced the Chachamim to teach him Torah Shabal Peh, there was an interest in knowing our Chachma. Now, Torah is the way one going to get. Like we said, they, 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 weren't, they weren't able to absorb that or to transmit that Chachma, but other Chachmas can hear they can have. And therefore, if they're going to take other parts of Chachma and develop it, like in examples I gave before, there is a Chachma that the Goyim can learn and work with and, progress and develop further. The Mishnah is not saying Right, so we're not, saying, we're not saying a Chachma got developed by the Goyim, but we're saying a Goyim can have Chachma. Goyim can have Chachma, and uh, therefore Goyim could teach Chachma too. We, we could learn back from them, so to speak, what in some way originally came from us. As in Louis Pasteur's vaccination. Right, or Isaac Newton's rules of whatever the rules of science he put in, thermodynamics, any other rules you want to ascribe to him. Right, so he <laughs> developed the Chachma, and he, it's something that we can learn, we can learn from, from that principle. Either Gemara sometimes records disagreements between Chachmei and Chachmei Israel. So you have to explain those disagreements, where they're coming from. The Ram Khal and his Mamar Lagod just talks about. Uh, there aren't simple scientific, aren't scientific things. No. Um, one, more, one more example from Chazal themselves on this principle that the Chachmei starts from us. Right, and that's the Midrash we've mentioned here in the Kuzarish a long time ago. And there is the Midrash of the meeting between Yemiyo and Novi and the Greek philosopher Plato. And it says uh, what the uh, Midrash calls him by his Hebrew name, Aflatanion, Aflatanion, but it's talking about Plato. And at the time of the Khurban, uh, Yemiyah was crying over the Khurban, and the philosopher Plato meets him. And Plato asks him, why is it befitting of a man of your intellectual stature to be crying over a building? And Yemiyah says to him, he says, I'm sure you have unresolved philosophical dilemmas. So ask me your questions and I'll answer you. 
So, okay, Dad is very happy to discuss his philosophical questions, and he discusses with Yirmiyahu. And the Midrash Neicha tells us that Yirmiyahu manages to resolve all of Plato's questions. So Plato is very impressed by the tremendous wisdom that Yirmiyahu displayed, and he says there, but now you, it makes my question all the stronger. And that is, somebody now you've proved yourself to be a man of tremendous intelligence. So why is it befitting you to cry over a building? And Yirmiyahu was waiting for that, and then he tells so all the wisdom you've just learned. I learned from this building. And there is one another example. We're not talking about Torah, we're talking about philosophy. But, and Plato's philosophy pretty much shaped world philosophy for a long time. Um, but that came from that came from us as well. It came from Yemiyo and Novi. Right? So we, here again, we see the same idea. Chachma, if it's the, obviously Plato doesn't describe it in Yemiyo and Novi, but we, we see that if we follow the Chachma back to where the Chachma began, the atom is going to come back to Torah. Was going to come back to Kaisra. Is there a reason for this? I mean, is there, is there, trying to make a point? The reason for this is, is because really the Chachmah Satara is the Chachmah which is going to be Hashem. And we may have how things, if Hashem is going to tell us how to do things, Hashem is going to reveal a certain knowledge to us, so it's coming in a manner. So that's how people are, are aware of it. So it could, could people stumble on Chachmah on their own by trial and error, by mistaken observation, like discoveries? Possibly. But it, it's starting with a point of a person who doesn't have Chachmah. And he has to either try and find it or be lucky enough to like happen upon it. I mean, if you know, most of the lot of major discoveries in science happened by mistake. It wasn't what the person was trying to do, or he happened to notice something or find out something, microwaves, for example, or the discovery of rubber, or there's a lot of things that they found, stainless steel, whatever it's going to be, were like they were they were, they were surprised themselves to have discovered something they didn't expect. Right? But whatever the whatever the the the, the rationale is. It's because a person is working from what he doesn't know and trying to find out more, which either he can or he can't. Nasha Enken, when the Hashem gives us Torah, so for sure, like we said with Hashem the God, any kind of Chokhmah which is necessary to understand the Torah, Hashem will teach us as well. If Hashem is going to teach us, let's say, how to build the Mishkan, and there's, this, there's certain principles of architecture or engineering, whatever it's going to be, and how to make a structure that size stand, then Hashem will teach it to us because others are not going to know how to do it. And if Hashem wants us to Makadish the Chodesh, and in order to understand that, we have to understand where the moon is going to be, and if we have to understand the principles of, of how the system works and, where the, and uh, how the, the, the planets turn in relation to each other, so Hashem is going to have to explain it to us in order to be able to know the halacha. And we teach it to us through the Torah. And therefore, it could be like the God says, these things were taught through the Torah, and at least as a means to understand the Torah. And if that's the case, so where did the Chachmah come from? It wasn't necessarily the, the result of human discovery or human... Uh, trial and error. It came from Hashem. It's very simple. Like the Nebuah or Moshe Rabbeinu taught it first? Yes. Yes. Probably from Moshe Rabbeinu. Like I said, if he told us, if he gave us the halachas, he had to teach us that. No, the Gemara of Chodim says this clearly. The Gemara of Chodim says... Sorry? Shlomo for sure. Shlomo was given Chachmudah as a gift. He was given every kind of Chachmudah. But it wasn't just given, it wasn't through Torah. It was different. Shlomo was asked for Chachmudah. Hashem gave him Chachmudah. He woke up with it the next morning. But we're talking about Haqtayashul, the Chachmah, that came through Moshe Rabbein. And the Gemara even says in the Chodim. Then the Gemara talks about Moshe's explanation of which animals have split hooves and which animals through the cut and which don't. And it tells us these are the only four animals in the world which you're going to find which only have one similar, not the other one. And the Gemara asks, since when was Moshe Rabbein a hunter? Since when was Moshe a world an explorer that can tell you that he's gone around the world to check which animals are which? I mean, there are thousands and thousands of species of animals in the world. So how did Moshe... Be, uh, be, uh, was, how was Moshe able to claim categorically 
that these are the only three animals which true the kite and don't split it. And the Gemara's answer is and Moshe had no idea. Hashem told him. And then again, so if you're going to talk about how, where, where the Chazal's knowledge of the animal will come from, it was part of the mitzvahs. Whether we're defining what's a kosher animal, defining what's a trefer, whatever else it's going to be, this was part of the Chacham which had to be given as part of the Torah. It had to be given as part of the Torah. And therefore, where, where the Chazal's Chacham came from, it came from Hashem. So it's true, the Goyim could, even, even though the Torah aspect didn't interest them, but the knowledge which there was, which the Chazal had, that did interest them. That they could learn from, and therefore the the Kuzari said the Chacham says that if you're going to trace back the source of all the knowledge which the world prides itself on, the Emes is coming back to is coming back to Torah. And if you're going to talk about the secular sciences, if that's the case, then the most clear example of this is when it comes to religion. The whole concept of religion, the world came from Kaisra. It came from Avraham Avinu. And any other world religion, whatever whatever religious concepts they're going to try and espouse, the etzim are a corruption of what they learn from us. Even pagan ideas? No, paganism is something else. But the religions of the world today, whether it's going to be the idea of an all-powerful God, the idea of world and punishment, the idea of an afterlife, the idea of a soul, which all the religions of the day are going to espouse these things, where do they get it from? It's partial, it all came from us. They, they might have falsified it, they might have changed it, they might have misunderstood it, whatever it's going to be. But the Shoresh comes from us. Uh, like everything else, the Shoresh comes from Klai Yisrael. And uh, it was just either misunderstood or twisted by whoever was trying to use it for whatever means they want to use it from. But the idea, where does it come from? And, uh, yeah. All religions, I mean, the religions of today. If you're going to go back to the times of before the Torah, that people understood these things, and again, they came from the Amis. They came from either Adam or Ishmael, Noah, whoever it was, who were Tzadikim, and did have an access to the truth. Buddhism and as such? Buddhism is a, is a kind of paganism, it's a way desire. Uh-huh. And even that, not in its present form, which is just uh, idol worship of a, of a statue, but even in the Sherish, like we spoke, spoke of once before, a way desire comes from a certain understanding of a spiritual world, which those of a desire are trying to Right, trying to make it something that they can relate to physically. But if there were those people who understood Avedazara, it came from an understanding or corruption, even a corruption of the understanding of the spiritual world. And once again, they didn't develop that on their own. That came from the Emmys, which got uh, which got corrupted. Okay, that's the first point that the Chab wants to say. What's interesting is that here he doesn't give the Kuzari, the king, any response. Not to disagree, not to agree, anything. It's an accepted. And right away, the Chach will see tomorrow night, moving to a different point to talk about, and here the king's going to argue with him. So we'll see you tomorrow, Rajesh.